Welcome to the Start Something Show. Join world-renowned experts, change agents, and everyday folks who have done the amazing. All here to help you start something incredible. Now it's time to step out, live your perfect day, and create a legacy with your host, Tina Dietz. Superstarters, it's time for another Backstage Pass. It is I, Tina Dietz. Welcome back. And today we have Camille Leone, the founder of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce, an expanding organization. They have chapters all over the U.S. and Canada now, uh, live local chapters. And uh, members are worldwide um, because of the growing web presence of this organization. You can check that out at holisticchamberofcommerce.com. And... um, Camille is also the author of False Starts, The Misadventures of Transformation, and we're going to be talking today about managing the three building blocks of your business, because she's obviously created an international organization here, and uh, we're definitely going to pick her brain uh, for our own businesses today. Thanks for joining me again, Camille. Thanks. My pleasure, Tina. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, now, you had mentioned on the uh, the episode of your show a a while back, uh, that if you had to give yourself advice, like if you were coaching you when you were starting the Holistic Chamber of Commerce, that you would have told yourself that it might take a little longer, it might be a little harder than you thought, but it was all going to be worth it and pay off in ways that you couldn't even imagine. I thought that was really great advice that we all need to hear uh, regularly as we're as we're going through the ups and downs of changing our lives, which is what we're doing through through building our businesses. So you've kind of distilled it down to three uh, three major building blocks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> I wish somebody had told me this in the very beginning. Um, but basically, we all have time, energy, and money. Uh, some people would say that we have resources and relationships as well. But I've found that resources and relationships tend to be a subset of time, energy, and money. So um, those are the three building blocks. And if you can get 25 hours in a day, like me and Oprah do, then you'll be good to go. Okay. (laughs) All right. So what's are some uh, pieces of advice that you would like to impart to folks around these three building blocks? Well, in general, with time, energy, and money, one of our challenges is that we're often being asked for this, that, or the other thing. And I know a lot of people who it's really easy for them to say yes. And then they find out later that um, they really shouldn't have said yes, either they didn't. And sometimes we know at the beginning, we don't want to say yes. And we say yes anyways. Um, And if that's you, then the thing you need to know is that you can also say no. And if you are the person who your first response is no, then I want you to be reminded that you can also say yes. But there are two responses that we don't tend to think of, which are also really good when you're managing your time, energy, and money. One is a good response is maybe or not today, ask me again tomorrow, or not today, ask me again next week, which, by the way, is a great delaying tactic. And if they don't come back and ask you again, all the better, because you're really off the hook. 
And then last but not least, a great response is to ask a question. So if somebody comes to you and says, hey, Tina, I would love to have you work with me on this project or this joint venture, you can ask them for more details. You know, if you can send me more details, then I'm happy to take a look at it and see how we can make it work. That's pretty much my standard response to most offers like that. <laughs> so it, it definitely makes a huge difference. Yeah. There's only 25 hours in a day. Where'd you get the extra hour? Do you have a practitioner who does that? Uh, you know, <laughs> I think it happened when I had my colonic, to be honest. <laughs> you found an extra hour. Oh, my goodness. It, it really, on some level, your energy and your brain power is where the extra time comes in and where the extra reach comes in. The reality is when you have a large network, then you can reach more people in an hour, so it takes you less time to get the word out. So that's really where that extra hour comes from. And of course, if you're not uh, wasting a lot of time in self-doubt, oh my God, did I do the right thing? I'm not sure if I did the right thing. What if I go do, you know, you did it. You got to work with what you did. And most of the time, it is absolutely the best thing you could have done, though you might find you still need to massage the details, right? Yes. Yes, I, I completely, completely agree. Well, let's see. What else? Well, let's see. Uh, one thing that helps me so if our four possible answers to any request are yes no maybe let me think about it or to ask a question then we still need to figure out when it comes up again how it's going to work for us so one thing that i found to be useful is to recognize that there are multiple business models that can be very successful uh, and I'll just use Target and Tiffany's as my basic examples. Everybody's familiar with Target and everybody I think is familiar with Tiffany. Now they both sell jewelry. They're both successful businesses, right? Yes. And yet very different in their approach, very different in their audience and their market. One sells a lot of stuff to a lot of people for a low price and the other sells not as much stuff to not as many people for a high price. So if you have an idea of where you fall in that, uh, in that scheme, on that particular line of there are a variety of business models and it's going to help you know where to spend your time your energy and your money on any given night for example there are in most communities a ton of options as to what you're going to do are you going to spend time at home and spend time with your family are you going to go to a networking meeting what networking meeting are you going to go to Right, I live in the greater LA area, so any night of the week, I have so many options, it's not even funny. Um, if you know whether you're Tiffany's or Target, you'll be able to figure out which place, which networking group is most useful for you. And then you can also 
ask yourself why are you going to that networking group for example a lot of people come to the holistic chamber of commerce meetings a to network with uh like-minded business colleagues and b to get brainstorming for better ideas and create some strong collaborations but they go to other networking groups to meet their potential clients to meet those potential customers that are then going to buy the products and services that they have to sell. Does that yeah. make sense? It does make sense. And it's I think it's an important delineation to know before you go to an event, you know, in terms of networking tips, to know the audience that's going to be there and what your intention is going in. Because in most networking event situations, uh, finding allies, finding colleagues, um, finding folks to, you know, where you can support each other, that's the name of the game. Um, for holistic professionals, it's kind of an interesting situation because in a traditional, see my air quotes, um, yes. networking uh, situation, they're probably going to be the, a, a very much minority, very much an outlier, but there's yeah. huge opportunity inside of that, huge opportunity inside of that. And it is those professionals in the healing professions who put themselves forward into traditional business situations that tend to get a lot more traction, at least my clients, um, who put them, because I, I advise them on this all the time, because then they're putting themselves on the same professionalism level as those other businesses, and there's a, a respect that happens, and there's also a uh, mutual regard that, oh, well, you're a legitimate, if you're here, you must have a le quote unquote legitimate business. So I'm going to be interested in hearing what you have to say. And then the holistic chamber of commerce being a home base where then you can, you're, you, you may trade or purchase. Um, right. from other colleagues. Absolutely. That's kind of how, you know, we en end up with these tribes, but you're going to be trading ideas. You're going to be seeing, you know, what doesn't work. You may even end up doing some circle of care kinds of things with clients. Yeah. It's, um, when you go to a conventional business networking group, you might be the only person there who offers what you offer, which can be, a wow, an ideal position to be in, right? Because none of your competition is there. At the same time, you could also go to a group where there are a lot of people there who do what you do and you have the advantage then that everybody there has a basic understanding of what you do and why you do it so you don't find yourself repeating the same thing about so could you explain to me exactly how this works which will come up in groups where you're just with people who don't know as much so one thing I like to remind people especially in the holistic niche is that marketing is just another word for education and creating awareness and making sure that people have access to who you are and what you do and networking wherever you're networking creates those relationships which eventually really are going to turn into more business more referrals for you and if you can cross over into multiple audience types 
that can be better for you, though I will also say the old line of if you want to get rich, find your niche. That's a good one. Yeah. I just think it really holds true. Like if your expertise is working with parents of elementary school children, then you know where to find them. If your expertise is working with, I don't know, um, menopausal woman, women, then you know where to go to find them. But if you don't know where your in the specialty chocolate is, aisle. Yeah. yes, in the chocolate yeah. aisle. <laughs> yeah, in the wine store. In the wine store. Um, yes. But if you don't know where your specialty is, then you're going to be scattered. You're going to not be able to figure out where to spend your time, energy, or money because you're going to say to yourself, oh, well, I can help everybody with everything. Well, first of all, I don't think anybody believes that anymore. And second of all, you can't be in all places all the time. So you've got to be able to figure out who do you help best, what do they need and want, and how and where do you communicate what you offer effectively so that they're, they're going to sign up for what you have to offer? Yes. And to add on to that tangentially, who do you want to work with? Yeah. Yeah, because there's just some people that you're just not going to want to work with, especially <laughs> especially for folks in the healing professions, because oh, yeah. it's such a open, energetic space. Yeah. And you're physically interacting with people. Yeah, you may have some clients that you love that maybe you don't love working on. Run into that with uh, massage therapists and, yeah. you know, questions about how to manage that. But uh, at the same time, so it's this whole balance of, of that. And it's not that we won't, you don't serve other people, but that's the audience who you speak to. That's who you seek out. That's your wording, your branding, your messaging to to in everything that you do to communicate with that that group of people that that ideal client and that is a huge and energy management factor yeah it is you know partially we're here to my point of view help and heal other people which means there is a certain amount of work with uh negativity right with that downside energy but if you're spending too much time there then it's too easy to get sucked in so we want to make sure that we're staying balanced and part of that is having customers and clients that are also feeding you in one way or another. Uh, you know, one of my hard lessons early on was there are just times when it's the smart move to say, this is not the right fit. And maybe I'm not the best provider for what you need. Oof, my gosh, Let, letting go of a client. Yeah. That was a, it's a lesson, isn't it? Yeah. It is a lesson, but sometimes, boy, once you do, you'll find that um, you've got all that extra time that's not being sucked away. Right. Because um, it's not just the time you're spending with that person or on that task, that project. It's also the stress it creates. Um, one of my notes here is one of the things about growing a project uh, or a business is as you continue to grow, 
you need to learn how to delegate. And, uh, oh, gosh, sad, hard lessons for me, right? I was holding on to the website and holding on to the website. And, you know, at a certain point, the HCC website is really, it's technically, there's a lot going there's on. There's a lot of moving parts in that site, yeah. A ton of, so I had to realize when it was time for me to hire a webmaster and delegate that work, right? And what I found almost immediately was, A, the thing that took me eight hours takes the webmaster about eight minutes. <laughs> so I know. I'm the same way. Sad, sad but true. That. Yep. And I was spending so much time stressed out over that as well that the time I saved in terms of doing the project and the time I saved in terms of my stress level was tremendous, which made it not just worth what I was paying for, but worth quadruple that amount. Yeah, no kidding. Well, and, and not for nothing, but having an organization and with colleagues that you can go to and, you know, you know what their work is like, you know what their specialties are, then if you do have a client that's not a good fit for you, it might be a good fit. Matter of fact, it likely is a good fit for one of them. And then, you know, it's always a, it's always a circle of reciprocity uh, that, that gets built. And how generous does that make you look and how attractive is it when you can come from a place of generosity and we talk about the law of attraction all the time so if you really want to put the law of attraction in action then find ways to become the sort of colleague that you want to be doing business with. If you're making referrals to other people, you're going to attract the type of people who are making referrals to you. If you want to be appreciated by your customers and clients, then start by appreciating those those providers, right? Those vendors that you're already using. And that law of attraction then attracts a whole new level of abundance for you. It's pretty great, actually. It is. It's, it's super great. Well, since we're moving into this area any, anyway, um, money was the third building block. What do you want people to know about managing and dealing with their money? I, You know, I want people to know, can't believe I'm saying this. So I want people to know that I really started from scratch. I uh, look forward to the day when somebody writes me a check for $100,000 and says, here you go, you've done a good job, I want to see what more you can do with this amount of money. But that's not how it happened in the beginning. In the beginning, it was, oh, we have a group of people here who like the idea of a live, local, holistic chamber of commerce and are willing to sign up for membership. And then <laughs> a year after that, right, I had people who just wrote me a membership renewal check without asking any questions. And I went, oh, there must be something here. And um, it was... People handing you checks is a good indication that you're onto something. <laughs> oh, well, and also going on, of course, this is L.A. where traffic is always a consideration. And there were people who were coming an hour and a half to two hours through traffic to get to our meetings. Oh, wow. So that was my first clue that 
there was something going on that just wasn't out there any because I promise you if it's out there somewhere it's already in LA and when you do something in LA where people go out of their way through traffic to get there it's just a sign um but the connecting the idea to the reality that if I didn't want to do it all myself I was going to have to have money in order to hire people to help me because we're a professional organization I can't depend on volunteers who have their own bills to pay to make sure that the work that needs to happen on a daily basis happens which means you know how do I hire people I have to attach money reasonably and fairly in a way that um, allows me to serve my audience and it's been lesson after lesson after lesson my one of my um, favorite things to say is learn and apply learn and apply learn, learn and, and apply. apply learn and apply yeah exactly <laughs> no I, I think it's a great lesson to know that um, you know as we continue to experiment we have to remember to ask um, cause even yeah. there's, you know, people oh. see value in things that are water to the fish for us. Are you, uh, so you're going to love this speaking of ask, uh, and on the lesson of money. So I still remember a day and I cannot remember who I was talking to, but somebody said to me, I really love what you're doing. I'd love to join. How much is it? And I said, Oh, I'd love to have you as a member. Let me give it to you for free. Oh, <laughs> oh that's okay. one of those you like, you know, you put, you know, those that motion where you put your hand over your head and you go, "Near." You know, that that's one of those. That's okay. So, so ask and receive. Yes. Remember ask to receive. receive. It and you know, if you're listening, and this is you, then it's okay wherever you are, but here's the lesson. Now it's up to you to apply it. Um, and, and the same, I know uh, a bunch of coaches who I really respect who will do something like give a free 20-minute consultation or a free half day or full day and then after that, they're going to, of course, offer you the opportunity to buy a, a higher priced option with them. And that's a fine business model for some people. But let me just tell you, if you're giving it all away for free and you can't convert anybody into a paying customer or client, then you really want to look at, is there a way to shift that? For example, the HCC does not give a lot away for free at the same time, our pricing is quite reasonable, and I think most people you talk to would tell you that they get more than their money's worth. It works. I would for agree. Us. It's it's actually a very very reasonably priced association. Many professional associations, on a yearly basis, are you know <laughs> up there. Some up are there. some yeah. are twice as much or more. Oh, more. Than, yeah. More. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, no, I would totally agree. But back to the and back to the point about um, money in that particular situation, um, kind of add on to it. And I've seen this happen so many times where um, myself or someone else would ask someone, what do you charge? And 
rather than just saying what you charge, uh-huh. the response is very much of a pulling back of energy. So uh-huh. here you have a, a, a healing professional or a holistic or anybody, really a coach, a, a yeah, anybody. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter what you're doing. But if there's a, you have presented yourself and enrolled this person now in front of you. So now they're at the point of the organization where they're looking to exchange energy with you in the form of money. And you hedge and you pull back all that energy. Right. And that's weird. Well, that just lands as odd for that other person. It lands as that you can tell in the conversation when that happens. There's a strangeness in the energy between the two of you, that connection between the two of you that happens. So I, I usually coach folks, or you do too, Kabil, to kind of just be clear. Be clear on, on what, you're, what, you, what you charge. And if you don't want to answer in that conversation... You can say, you know what? I have a range of services. I could send that to you if you really are uncomfortable in having that conversation in person. Um, but your general best bet is to just state, you know, kind of a, a, a what you think would be best for that person. Say, you know what? I Based on our conversation, what I think you would resonate most with, although I have other services too, would be this. And share that with them. And then, you know, they're grownups. They're going to say yes or no. Or they're going to ask you questions. Uh, yeah. It's no, that is so true. There is nothing. It's like an awkward moment when somebody says, how much do you charge? And you respond with something like, it depends. It. Yeah. If you they, let it, if you let it land like that, it's like, or right. my, my personal favorite well, what can you afford? Oh, be and that's partially because, uh, you know, a lot of people do not actually like negotiating. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I know many of our members are not comfortable with negotiating, which is why I'm always surprised that they haven't set their pricing. Because if you haven't set your pricing, then you're always in a position of negotiating with somebody. And honestly, one of the reasons that the HCC pricing is the way it is, is I don't want to have to review your budget and figure out what you can and can't afford. I want you to be able to look at my pricing and go, ah, I can afford this level of service and that's what I want or that's what I'm going to start with. And or, oh, this looks like a really good deal, but it's not in my budget yet. So... I'm going to put this on my wish list or my priority list. Now, in our case, we actually, and I think this is a good idea for um, a lot of people potentially, like we have the annual pricing, but we also have the monthly option. And I think for many people, that's a fine option as well. But clarity makes a big difference. And it's one reason why I also recommend that people work with business coaches is sometimes to fine tune your pricing in a way that's going to be financially sustainable for you. You want to work with somebody so you're not making it all up on your own with no input. Exactly. And many times we aren't aware of what even, you know, you can Set your own pricing regardless. That's just kind of a given. But in terms of knowing what the market will bear from a more analytical perspective (laughs) is not something that most folks are going to go out and research. And it's information that folks like business coaches, speaking as one myself, um, that we 
are in the know about and know how to, um, you know, work with. And so many times, uh, any kind of business owner, because they're so in it, so much water to the fish, they're leaving money on the table in such a way that they're not serving their clients fully. So it, the, the money is one thing, but they're actually leaving, when they leave off the money, they also leave off the extra service that they could be offering their clients to serve them even better. That's yeah. the missing piece. It's true. And, you know, upsell items, as they're often called, aren't something that you necessarily need to nag people with, but letting people know that it's available as an option is very fair. And the the reason why companies like, I'll just pick on McDonald's, right? The reason they're successful is, gosh, they're not only they supersize things, yeah. Yeah, they supersize things, but they're also like every other block and there are a ton of reminders. Like just in case you haven't driven by one recently, you're going to hear an ad on the radio. You're going to see an ad in print somewhere. You're going to see an ad on the television. So there are ongoing reminders that this is here for you. Well, something that we can all do is just create ongoing, easy, gentle reminders for people that we offer this product and this service and this product and this service. And we don't have to hit them over the head with it. But if we never tell them it's available, then we're depriving them of an extra advantage that they might be really ready for. Completely. A lot of times I like to put it inside of the context as if you were going to a restaurant. So if you're going, imagine that you're going for a massage and the massage is your main course. Well, you can offer, if you're a massage therapist, you can offer somebody an appetizer. You can offer them a dessert. It's really no different. You know, would you like to add essential oils into the diffuser today? Would you like to add on a reflexology today? You know, would you like cake? It's the same thing. And they're going to say yes or no, you know. So <laughs> or <laughs> to overdo it. Or yeah. do you know somebody else who would like a massage? And you and needs a birthday gift or a holiday gift. Um, It's Mother's Day this month. Uh, Would you like to get a gift massage for your mother? It's Father's Day this month. Would you like to get a gift massage for Father's Day? Um, Oh, that's a great idea. And I can get it right here and right now. So convenient helping somebody out. They will. They'll say yes or no. And whatever the answer means absolutely nothing about you. Right. And, you know, I have also found one easy way sometimes to make those extra sales happen is to do something like a, because it's Mother's Day month or Father's Day or whatever, right? We're giving a 10% or a 20% discount on to our clients who are getting these as gifts for, right? So, oh, I can get a discount on getting a gift for my whatever? That's a nice little upsell for you and you potentially are going to also end up with a new client out of it just because then that person is going to start coming back. Yeah, completely. I think we have left our audience quite full, don't you? 
Oh, that is my a meal. gosh. That yeah. is definitely juicy. a meal. Juicy, juicy stuff. So before I let you go, though, Camille, um, if you had to kind of choose one or two action items that you'd recommend were for people to take forward out into the world this week, where would you recommend that they start? So figure out where you're going to find your audience. Is it Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or constant contacts or whatever email marketing program you use and make sure you're actually using it regularly not every day necessarily but at least a once a week touch for most of your clients is going to actually be really good for you and also really good for them I think that that's kind of my two-step is figure out where it's most useful for you to use your marketing time and then get started doing that consistently. Maybe every Wednesday you do a post or send an email. Maybe every Thursday or Friday, depending on what your product or service is. And then just do it. And yeah, I'm going to go back to that old Nike slogan, just do it. That's what it's about. All right, cool. Thank you. And for yourself, my dear, what's the legacy that you'd like to leave? Oh, thank you. You know, I would really like to leave the world with a place to find holistic and natural healing options, which is what we have at holisticchamberofcommerce.com, and also leave the healers with a place to find business building support, which is the other very important piece that we do in the connections we make at the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. More healing for more people all over the world. It's a beautiful oh. thing, my dear. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your wealth of experience with us and with uh, our super starters here. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, Camille. And thank you, Superstarters. You've got your mission. Get out there, get marketing, and be consistent with what you're doing. Even if you're uh, just doing one small thing a week and then add on and add on to it. And before you know it, you'll be a rock star in what everything that you're doing. Okay, we will see you next time on the Backstage Pass.